0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez.
2: I'm Scott Corelli, and joining us is our very first guest of the season, Naomi Wong. Welcome.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> You're three for
0: three. I love getting a complete set.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, today
1: we're preparing to annihilate Minute number 26, which begins with Gary explaining the origins of Let's Boo Boo and ends with the gang all taking a drink. In the old familiar.
2: Yeah, it's old familiar week. Um, I really like how this has been breaking down. Uh I don't I think it's uh I think it's gonna end next week, because I think next week <laughs> we're we're going to get um uh both uh the cock and the crosshands. But uh so far E-o. it's been it's been one pub per week, which is uh which has it's been beautiful. nice.
1: Yeah. The cock and the crosshands sounds like uh Fratelli's album. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, or like a like a fits of the tantrums cover band or something.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I wear the cock and the cross ends, and uh, here's here's fifteen songs in ten minutes.
0: (laughs) I can see that set in my brain right now. (laughs) Uh, So we should talk about
2: the origin of Let's Boo Boo, um, which which starts with uh, the fact. Of uh, you know, the the uh the line from a winter's tale, Exit Pursued by a bear, which of course is uh the stage direction. Um it's like the
0: the only stage bit... direction.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the one bit of like famous stage direction that Shakespeare wrote. Um yeah. everything else is all about dialogue with him, but for whatever reason, everyone is really like hyper focused on this one stage direction. <laughs> um and I think the 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 issue is that it reads funny. <laughs> and it's not supposed to be like in the moment because <laughs> uh, it's literally uh, like the 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 stage direction exit pursued by a bear is happening right before Antigonus uh, is uh, ordering the abandoned uh, like uh, has, uh, is ordering has been ordered to abandon the baby uh, Princess Perdita um, and he is interrupted when he is uh, uh, attacked by a bear. Um and uh mauled by said bear off, off uh off stage. Um and so this is like not supposed to be a funny moment, sure, but uh in every adaptation of a winter's tale, there always becomes the moment, the like the the part where everyone working on the play has to figure out how to do this without it seeming like a joke. Um because your options are training a real bear, which isn't very realistic, um, <laughs> Uh having a guy in a bear suit, which there's no way to not have that be funny like that's that's just inherently funny a, a man saw, in a bear suit,
1: we all saw the wicker man,
2: <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> man in a bear suit inherently funny mm-hmm. uh and then the other option, which is what usually uh uh, uh i guess most p- uh, stages do, is like more of a conceptual version um where it's like uh you know just like a shadow of a bear or um, something like that I
1: guess Where these days like, it would be like a screen projection of a bear
2: yeah, something like that, yeah, um but it is a it is a very uh famous uh line of stage direction from a uh not really that famous shakespeare play <laughs> o- often forgotten Shakespeare play
0: yeah, if it wasn't for that stage direction
2: yeah.
1: No. I've I've never I've never seen a I've I've never seen a production of Winter's Tale. I've weirdly seen a production of Merry Wives of Windsor, which I feel like is even oh. more obscure. But wow. I've, I've never seen Winter's Tale.
0: Huh. <laughs> have Have you Naomi? No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> well, all right then. I just I just know. You by a about, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's all we have to say about that. Uh, I'm like, uh, oh a-
0: yes, oh, ye old Shakespeare meme. <laughs>
1: Yeah, kind of the, one of the one of the first memes, I guess, or proto yeah. memes. Uh, so,
2: someone in the group uh, on the Facebook group has to have uh, probably seen a Winter's Tale, uh, or maybe read it. Let us know what you think. Um, Is
0: it one of those cryptic things that maybe no one's actually seen it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it doesn't really exist, and we've just all been fooled into thinking it exists because people keep referencing it, and then they keep referencing those references. Who knows? Yeah, it's all a conspiracy, man. Is yeah. that?
1: Is that, uh, is that technically the Mandela effect or is that something else?
2: I guess it's a form of Mandela effect, I suppose. Uh, if everyone thinks it's real and it's not really real, I guess it, that's a form of the Mandela effect.
1: It would be like if you were to pick up a copy of War and Peace and you were like, oh, wait, this is this is blank. This, yeah. this doesn't exist. <laughs> Has anyone ever
2: re- read this? Is this The Matrix? Am I in The Matrix? <laughs> Uh yeah it's uh it's interesting. I I also um this this part of the Winter's Tale story with this uh this stage direction um also uh I th- I thought was actually pretty funny and felt very in character um for uh for Shakespeare but apparently early on uh, you know, no one knows entirely uh, w- what happened when it was written and first performed. Uh, whether or not there was, they used a real bear or or what the situation was. However, rumor has it. Well, this part's not a rumor. The the rumor is coming. King James the uh, first was given two polar bear cubs that had been captured on a voyage to the Arctic, Great. and so he had these polar bear cubs. Yeah, because you know, rich people, right? So Woo. so he had uh two polar bear cubs that he was just sort of uh raising uh you know uh, 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 uh tiger king style um, <laughs> me my and uh, <laughs> yeah and uh uh so the rumor or or i guess uh one of the rumors as to like how this may have went down was that this line and this plot point was written into the winter's tale uh, because Shakespeare wanted to, or King James had requested that his polar bear cubs <laughs> be shown to the masses um, uh, in one of Shakespeare's plays. And so the, co- the polar bear clubs are the ones who uh, pursued the actor who was exiting um, and that it was meant to be like sort of a charming, funny thing Uh, That was happening and very much in line for me, at least um, for my uh, 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 interpretation of uh, Shakespeare and specifically my favorite interpretation of Shakespeare, which is the one, of course, from the Doctor Who episode. Right. (laughs) Who was like a man of the people and was just like, yeah, let's give them polar bear cubs. They'll love it. It, it
1: kind of reminds me of like how uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg will cameo in operas in d c now and again as a as a patron of the opera oh, <laughs> yeah uh,
2: like, oh, yeah there she is, yeah, so it's possible that the 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 bears that were uh exiting uh with the uh person pursuing the person who was exiting were uh two uh small ish polar bear cubs that sounds adorable,
1: that's how you do it, yeah, I know right
2: uh, <laughs> I, I like it. Um, and and then of course those polar bears, uh, the story of those polar bears would eventually become the Bernstein Bears, uh, which then would kick off the Mandela Effect. No, that's not true. None of that. No. Um, <laughs> How do you was, know it could be true? I'm just trying to just trying to bring it full circle. That is when
1: <laughs> that is when reality for that is I think when we all started first feeling untethered to this reality <laughs> that we all now occupy.
2: Yeah. The the Bernstein Bears thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, what? Yeah, I'd never pretty...
0: even I'd never even heard of them until people started going on about this. And I was like, what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, yeah it it's a... it's it's an American thing, I think, um, for sure. But I read those books all the time when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're great. Father Bear, Mama Bear,
2: Sister Bear. I don't know that they were. I don't know that they were great. Um, But I <laughs> but there is that rumor that The Simpsons is largely a parody of the Berenstain Bears. Um, I could see that. Yeah, it's a very similar <laughs> situation. Like when you read the books, you can read all of the characters' voices in the voices of the family from The Simpsons.
1: Oh, sure, and uh, yeah. and in fact, there would be an animated version of the Berenstain Bears with uh, mm-hmm. Michael Sarah as Brother Bear.
2: Is that right? Yeah. Wow, huh?
1: Like, right, before, that. right before, right before
2: arrest Development. Wow,
0: Michael Sarah a... gets around in, in roles yeah. that people don't know he's been in.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's all he does now i really love
1: I really love this joke in the movie because it feels so like this is how jokes work in yeah. I- interpersonal
2: groups yeah, yeah for sure yeah. So I also real. love it because Gary has a selective memory, and his memory has selected to remember this all of the details of this. The yeah. entire process it's of how these of things you
0: know it's important to know these things. The etymology is you know
2: <laughs> yeah
1: exit pursued <laughs> by a bear, exit pursued by a yogi bear, let's yogi and boo. let's boo boo
0: yeah, <laughs> that makes good. perfect sense, you know I wonder
2: if this is if this i don't I don't think if I remember correctly in the commentary, this is not actually based on anything. it's not something that any of them actually said Wow. Um, and that they just like made up this whole story about this turn of phrase, which is, uh, fascinating to me. That's impressive. Uh, Yeah. Um, so the gang goes to, uh, the old familiar because it's, uh, it's shit here, um, (laughs) at, uh, at the first post. Uh, so they, they head over to the old familiar and, um, his very theatrical sort of like backwards walking and then like cape movement with his trench coat.
0: Oh yeah. I love um, the way he flips it. It's it's brilliant. The noise it oh, makes. Yeah. It's so satisfying. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's really good. It's really good.
0: Uh, I will say the joke here
2: that the old familiar looks exactly the same as the first post is a funny joke, but doesn't make a lick of sense. If you look at the outside of the building, like, the the This should be an impossible layout based on the outside of the building because the the doors on the old familiar on the outside are in the middle of the building, and the door on the uh first post is on the side of the building and when they're on the interior of the old familiar it's on the side of the building like it is in uh on the in the other the other uh Uh, the other pub so it's it's just it's like this weird uh you know it's like a funny gag but it really doesn't make any sense if you think too hard about it is this a TARDIS (laughs) that's the only way it makes sense
0: only somehow it's
2: smaller on the inside
0: (laughs) I mean I will say that in my experience of going into pubs in like small village because I I've probably told you before that I'm I'm from a village and we have a lot of pubs and I, I have I ever counted them I should count them sometime. Um, yeah,
2: you should but, also tell us all of their names and oh, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> let me
0: look that up while while we're talking. But okay. I, I will say it is very. It does feel like this, especially like when I went away for a couple of years and then I came back. It really was this Starbucks thing.
2: Oh really? <laughs> it was oh, was like, man.
0: it was like, I was like, is everywhere either a Weatherspoon or this other place? It, like, is there? Are they all the chains now? yeah that was something
2: that we learned uh this week on the Facebook group because in America, like there are no chain bars like that's not really a thing like other than you know like I guess you could technically call like applebee's like a bar in grill um, but, it's, but really it's, it's a restaurant yeah it's a it's a restaurant first and foremost, not a not a bar um, and so the idea of like a chain of bars of pubs seemed strange um especially like and then like the whole calling it a star, star bucking mm-hmm. uh didn't really make a whole lot of sense either but uh well, yeah a lot of really interesting discussions about that and and you know one of from our um uh, from our british listeners they they pointed mm-hmm. out like what exactly you were talking about those sort of uh chain pubs that like bought well, buy pubs and turn them all to look the same which i i thought well, is uh, really weird and interesting
0: it's it's also cuz there's a lot of um from what i can tell at the moment as well um that there are a lot of them are trying to make them much more family friendly so like (laughs) it sounds very counterintuitive yeah because they i think they're making a lot more money now with food as opposed to alcohol um so they sort of like during the day they want it to be a place where people can come with their families and eat their lunch there so like you, you go to pubs and like because a lot of pubs have carveries as well and carveries oh I love good. I miss carveries sorry that's not what we're talking about um, <laughs> so but you go to these places and it's like it's a pub but then you you walk and you go sit down in this in this other area and there's like a children's play area Oh, inside mm. a pub <laughs> there's, a, there's a like Whoa. a
1: smaller pub for kids
0: <laughs> no it's just it's just like a little like, There was. What, I'm trying to think of the one that I'm thinking of it has like it's like a little pendant area they've got like a little I think it's a tractor or something inside there and like uh, electronic <laughs> games and stuff. It's, it's really snazzy and nice. stuff, but, but it's also yeah. like, wow, this, this, you know, like <laughs> what 10 years ago, something like that. This place would have been full of smoke.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: trying to, I'm trying to think when I think that was, that's probably more like 15 years ago, actually when they stopped, when they banned smoking inside. Do you, yeah.
1: uh, do you, do you ever feel like a sense of uh, nostalgia or a sense of wistfulness for that loss of grit, that loss of smoke?
0: I don't well, the thing is, I never went into pubs when smoking was allowed because mm. I was too young. Um, and I can't imagine I would miss it too much because I hate smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh <laughs> but um, i do I do miss there being more variety. Mm-hmm. And like character, because they do all look the same now. It's kind of odd,
2: right? That
0: it's, that yeah, is so it's, strange. Starbucking,
2: yeah. like, mm-hmm. starbucking man. Mm-hmm. Let me see.
0: Any... <laughs> so it sort of reminds crazy. me about how
1: people that are from New York that are like in their thirties or forties or older that have kind of a like, oh yeah, like they they messed it up when they cleaned up Times Square, and now it doesn't look like it does in Taxi Driver anymore. It's all, like, sanitized mm-hmm. and safe.
2: Yeah. As if, like, as if you'd actually want to live anywhere near what it looked like in Taxi Driver. Like, I, I, I've i never understood that argument, I guess. But you're um, a man of progress, it, Scott. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess I am. Um, I don't know. It just seems very strange. the The desire for that seems very strange to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Naomi, do you have did you and your friends have like, oh, this is our spot. This is where we go. This is like where we hang out after class.
0: Um not particularly pubs. Mm-hmm. Um but if we do go to one like I when I'm at my mom's house, there's literally a cross keys at the end of our street. Oh mm. and like so we would go there and they, they've got the uh they they do quizzes on Thursdays and sometimes we'd show up. Ooh. Um that's cool. I feel you like- know, we've got there's there's a whole ton ton of pubs in in the village I'm from. I'm trying to count them.
1: Can you remember how <laughs> many names stick out in your memory?
0: Okay, well I've got I've got my maps pulled up. So there's there's the cross keys at the, at the end of our street. Great. There's mm. uh, King Billy, which is actually King William the Fourth, but we call it King Billy. Um, mm-hmm. The Duke of Cumberland. We've got Holgate Tavern. We've got the Railway Inn. I think it's called. Um Half Moon, Fair Maid. Ah, oh, Westbulls. Westbulls is the best carvery. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got, we got, we got a fair few. <laughs>
2: yeah, there's there's a couple of really good names in there too. Um you know the yeah, good
0: strong names. There's a there's a cross yeah. keys everywhere. every anywhere you go, there'll be a cross keys. Okay. So, oh,
1: so, okay. so cross keys is one of the uh the franchised pubs.
0: Oh no, no! I mean, just it's just one of the common names that. Oh,
1: okay, cool. So <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's just you know when you tend to go anywhere, there'll always be like an old village road, a new village road. Got it. Um, I know where I'm from. There's um, so I'm from a a a large large village called Cottingham. I, I'm only a, I'm only all right saying it because it's so large that no one would ever be able to find me anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. but like, so in the area there's a in Cottingham there's a Hull road and then in Hull there's a Cottingham road and they join each other. And so you go from Hull Road in Cottingham to Cottingham Road in Hull. And then there's Beverly Roads and Hesel Road. like, And they all do it. So there's a bunch of Hull Roads where it connects to all the different ones. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, we, we, Cottingham, Because they're the roads that go to those places. So that's what they call yeah, them.
1: Yeah, You know, we, we had a listener. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't have their name off the top of my head, but we had a listener in the comments of the Facebook group this past week talk about how you know you could almost use pubs as a way of giving directions.
0: Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. I don't really know street names particularly. I know landmarks. Like, if you're ever in London, don't ask me to give you directions unless you're prepared to, like, follow theatres and random (laughs) landmarks. Because that's the only way I know how to give directions. That's
1: great. That to me, I don't know. That feels much more lived in and personable than, you know, turn left at this avenue.
0: Well, I think also because i find it it's a, such a different experience navigating in the uk than it is to north america mm-hmm. i found it so easy to navigate when i like moved to new york or in chicago because the streets were numbered yeah in order and it was so easy. I'm like, oh, which way do I need to go? Well, the st- the, the numbers are going down instead of up, so I guess I just yeah. turn around. And you can work it out so easily. But if you're in if you're in London, where it gets into like all like the the little crevices and stuff, and you're like, you're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, there's there's like 500 roads that lead from this one point, and they've all got weird names.
1: Yeah, it's a grid system, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah. We we don't have that. We built up around the the water. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's why there's so many damn roundabouts out there.
0: Strong a good roundabout, you need them. Otherwise how else are you supposed to get across the street? To get around.
1: <laughs> so, uh, uh we meet our we meet our second uh publican.
2: Yeah, David the Publican. <laughs> David the
1: Publican. This guy has a very interesting IMDB. His name is Mark Kempner.
2: Mm.
1: And uh he's I he I, I love it. He's just he's a consummate working actor. His first credit is in nineteen sixty-five. Oh no, nineteen ninety-six. The show started in nineteen sixty-five. <laughs> uh Jack and Ari, Or Jack and Ori, where he played Mr. Floppy, the country dancing teacher. <laughs> uh as, as you do. Yeah. And since then, he has made a uh, a career, a decades-long career playing... Uh, he played a morgue official in Tale of a Vampire. He played a lab technician in The Young Poisoner's Handbook. He played another publican in The Bill back in 1996 for two episodes. He played, he played a publican and then a news agent in two different episodes of The Bill. Uh, he uh, played I mean, a taxi cab driver in Last Chance Harvey, a very underrated movie. Uh, starring Emma Thompson and Dustin Hoffman, set in London. He played a driving test examiner in Peep Show. He played the librarian in Kill List, mm. and uh, and this was not his time working. This was not his first time working for uh, Edgar Wright. He played Stranger in Pencil Museum in the film Sightseers, which we've already talked about on the show. <laughs> and he's played uh, he played a cabbie in both Doctor Who in 2014. And criminal in twenty sixteen, starring Kevin Costner. Oh. So just okay. a just a consummate working actor doing what he can. a working class actor playing a working class folk.
2: Huh. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, I really like his uh the the very genuine who's he. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's really good. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um did you uh did you uh look up the song here? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh so this is uh, this song is called The Only One I Know mm-hmm. by the by the Charlatans. Um I uh I I I like this song. Um I we don't hear a lot of it because I think it it transitions um into uh like the like the like it starts off as like extra music and then transitions into like music in the pub you know mm-hmm. um so it's it's like we don't we don't we only get like kind of like a little bit of the a little bit of the riff uh in uh in there like in in the in between as we're like you know heading to this pub mm-hmm. uh but the song is called the only one i know uh by the charlatans an english uh, rock band this is their second single it was their first top 10 hit reaching number 9 on the uk singles charts in uh 1990 um this comes this is their highest charting single from their album some friendly mm-hmm. and uh i have never heard of the the charlatans uh prior to looking this up um for this but they did form in the West Midlands in 1988 and uh they have been uh, going ever since they're still they're still around oh. still still kicking oh, around good for them yeah. there's yeah. there's a uh, there's a
1: version of this song that's covered in uh, Mark Ronson's 2007 album version which I'm a big fan of so I probably have I've probably ever heard that that version of the song cuz I love that album uh, that's that's right. the one where he also covers "God Put a Smile Upon Your Face," but he turns it into like a, a jazz.
2: Oh, or, okay. Uh, oh
1: my God, he covers "Oh My God" with Lily Allen by the uh, the Kaiser Chiefs.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. A- okay. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. And, uh, it was in 2010. The song was used in a TV advert for Cadbury's chocolate. Oh.
0: I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what the song is. <laughs> 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 yeah you don't
2: you don't hear a lot of it like i said you only kind of hear the riff of the guitar
0: it's fun with with music like when i think about <laughs> world's end the 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 one piece of music that really sticks in my head that i think about when i think of the film is the magic roundabout music yeah from like the very beginning that's that's what sticks in my head is that odd mixture and it's always the magic roundabout that i'm like yes world's end
1: yeah it's just kind of oh, like your yeah. sense like, memory <laughs>
0: I had an odd experience watching this film for the first time anyway, because I went to one of those. Um, it was the, the, the they showed the first two and then they started this one at midnight.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
0: gave us ice creams and.
2: Yep. I did the same thing and <laughs> they gave us ice creams as well, but they were drumsticks because we yeah. don't
1: have. Cornettos. What was your experience you
2: like, Tammy? <laughs> uh,
0: well, you know, we, we watched Shaun of the Dead. Um, we napped through hot fuzz because we were tired and we didn't want to sleep through the film that we hadn't seen yet. Mm. It's um, a long movie, but yeah, yeah. No, it's sort of. It was an odd. It was just odd. And then after the after the film was finished, it was before they had like some of the tubes were twenty four hours on certain times. So we we sort of went to a twenty four hour diner and killed some time until we could go home at like seven in the morning. Nice. Mm. Ah, back in the student days. Yeah,
1: I actually don't know. I've never done any of the like watch all the mcu movies or watch all the harry potter movies like i've never gone to any of those i, I
0: wouldn't uh-huh. have gone to those ones there's too many films
2: yeah, yeah those are too extreme uh,
0: three, three movies three, I, can I think
2: do. is my limit three movies is the limit i think for i me.
0: can do a trilogy that's fine
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: well, Unless it's within reason,
2: though. Yeah, within reason. Extended Lord of the Rings. Reason, well, yeah, not do extended Lord of the Rings. Uh, nope, no, thank you. Too much. Too Dark Dark many. I do it.
0: I do it in my house all the time, but not oh, sure. in a public. Not in a yeah. public place where I don't get to pick my timeline.
2: Right, and I don't get to pause and go use the bathroom. And
0: uh. oh, I don't pause. I just with the extended Lord of the Rings. Listen, there's yeah. two discs in each movie. That's the perfect time. You start first thing in the morning. You have your breakfast. You start the first half. Then you take a break to go to the bathroom in the in the disc break, second and then breakfast. you watch the second. Yeah, but that's, that's still then a version.
2: See- that's a version of pausing that you wouldn't get to do if you were watching it in theaters. Uh, yeah, they
0: should bring back. They should bring back intermissions in films, they, especially I, given how they they keep making films longer. I'm like, listen, if you want to hold my actual attention, you need to bring back intermissions. Oh, I love intermission.
1: I love it because you you get to kind of take. I, I remember I went to go see. If I'm not mistaken, when I went to go see Lord of the Rings at the Arclight last year, uh, a friend of ours hadn't seen it. So they played the extended version of Fellowship on the big screen, which I'd never seen before. Wow. That version uh, on, yeah. on the big screen. Wow. And I think we, we did get to take a little intermission. And it's good. You get to walk around. You get to get more snacks. You kind of get to talk about what you've seen. It kind of makes it feel more like an event. And yeah. mm-hmm. sort of similar to a play when a play has an intermission, you find yourself settling back into act two eager for more. Yeah. Like, all right, Mm -hmm. let's see how this wraps up. Let's see if that guy is able to lie about his identity. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Think
0: about about catch me if you can. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Or like Lawrence of Arabia. I went to go see that in theaters uh, and that had a really fun intermission.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I I think it, it gives you a chance to replenish. So where you don't feel like beaten down by like you know a, a two, yeah. two and a half three and a half hour runtime.
0: Yeah, yes, you're, you're sitting there like, oh no, I've I've drank too much of the drink that I brought, and now I have to spend the next hour thinking about my bladder when I actually want to be thinking about the screen. Yeah, and what I'm watching, but I'm thinking about my bladder, but I can't move because I'll miss something. But also, I'm not actually taking in what I'm watching because I'm thinking about the fact that I don't want to miss anything. That <laughs> it's very counterintuitive. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I remember I remember seeing people outside taking smoke breaks and they were kind of having kind of cordial conversations between strangers about like the movie they were watching or like oh, you know when, uh, when Scorsese was filming this blah blah blah. I'm like this is cool. This is great.
2: Mhm. Yeah, I know someone who went to um the big MCU marathon at the El Cap uh oh, wow. before Endgame. Um, where they just played like every single MCU movie starting with Iron Man and it took them – like, I think it was like three and a half days I think was the, was the <laughs> marathon um, and he was there the whole time and uh, I don't – I don't have the time. <laughs> well, not only do I not have the time but I also like – like at that point, by the time you get to the movie you're waiting for, aren't you just so exhausted that you can't even enjoy yourself? I've always wanted to, I would, I would be interested in interviewing or reading like,
1: you know, like slash film would be like, I watched all of them by Jermaine yeah. Lucier. you know, I, I wonder if that does happen. If they are like, and by the time Endgame came around, I just, I wanted to die or like, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to sleep.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I know. not yeah. Mark Bernardin did something uh, for I want to say E W maybe maybe it was just a blog I'm not sure but he did the Infinity War version um, but that wasn't everything that was that was cherry picked uh, I think it was a I think it was a two day marathon mm-hmm. um, and so it was it was cherry picked they <laughs> just and left out, to- I just <laughs> left out too uh, I mean that was one of the ones they left out for sure um but uh but yeah it was it was like more cherry-picked and he did write an article about the experience uh and he when people were like oh i can't wait for you to do it again for endgame and he was like never (laughs) never i will never do this again this was a nightmare
0: it Uh, reminds me was it was it um james corden who had one of his staff binge the entirety of game of thrones up till the final season oh
2: yeah because he hadn't watched
1: it yet
0: yeah so they just put him in a room and then didn't let him leave. Oh, God. he must have he must have like agreed to it but oh, also sure. like that sounds like hell
2: yeah God. i've horrible
1: i've uh i've been playing with the idea of just because now they're all on disney plus so it's great i've been thinking about just watching the avengers movies
2: <laughs> oh okay i thought you were talking about game of thrones Oh no. i was
0: like they put game of thrones on disney plus yeah, gotta- <laughs> what's it like in america
2: <laughs> it's crazy disney owns everything
1: yeah, there's like
0: a, even HBO. I just
1: imagine that Disney Plus billboard, but it's just like Moana, Thor, and like T- Tyrion <laughs> Lannister. Yeah,
2: oh, can't oh,
0: wait man. for that crossover. Hello, <laughs> Moana, it's me, Peter Dinklage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the animated series that's coming soon, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All, All right. right. Oh, oh, I, I don't think we've.
1: Uh, I, I just want to say one thing. I think. Uh, I think a winter's tale. What a winter's tale is probably the joke that I think about the, or the line oh, reading yeah. that I think about. Oh yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the most.
0: <laughs> yeah. He says the winter's tale the same way twice, and he's like, no, that's not. Yeah, that's the one.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, because it doesn't sound like a real title, and then it is the real title. So it's like, yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, all right. Well, I think, that, uh, I think that wraps us up. Yeah. Um, so this week, usually, you know, we, we talk about the Facebook group, uh, Listener's Pub. We talk about Amazon, DuelingGenre.com slash Amazon. We talk about dually Genre Podcast. We talk about our tea Public Store, which now has uh, our World's End season uh, merch up. So check that out, DuelingGenre.com slash merch. And of course, our Patreon at DuelingGenre.com slash support. However, this week... Uh, we are are here to basically just promote one thing and one thing only. Uh, Nick and I wrote a screenplay uh, called uh, The Other Side of Solitary. It's a romantic comedy uh, that will uh, – unfortunately has no um, – really next to no chance of ever getting produced uh, due to – uh, what, the, what it's about and uh, uh, the current uh, world that we're living in. So we are doing a live read of this screenplay on May 9th on our YouTube. That's YouTube.com slash Dueling Gen- Genre. Uh, we're going to be doing this live read on May 9th at uh, noon uh, Pacific time. So that's 3 p.m. Eastern and uh, I believe 8 p.m. over in uh, England. Yep. Yep. So uh, tune in. That's uh, May 9th is a Saturday. Um, It's this Saturday. So uh, tune in and and check it out. Uh, Nick, you want to tell people what it's about? Yeah. So it's
1: uh, it's about two crazy kids uh, (laughs) that are uh, uh, that that are struggling with uh, agoraphobia for different reasons. And they start to attempt a long distance relationship while living across the street from one another. So mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. it's all about. Back in 2018, we posed the question: Can people communicate <laughs> through computers
2: <laughs> while quarantining while themselves? Quarantining <laughs> them. uh,
0: this sounds fake to me. Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's not. It is not a quarantine script. It has nothing to do with the coronavirus. Uh, it's just a, you know unfortunate timing of of the world and everything else. It's just basically um, uh, made our, our our script obsolete. Uh, because, you know, there's already people uh, creating shows and movies that are um, based on uh, this new normal that we find ourselves in right now. And uh, as, as a result of that, you know, all of those writers have uh, things like uh, representation and agents and managers, and we don't have that. So we have no way of getting this script into the hands of anyone who would uh, want to make it. And uh, by the time we could, I think that everyone will be sick to death of these kinds of stories. So. So instead of doing that we're just going to do this live read and we are lucky enough to have Naomi Wong uh, playing our female lead in the film uh, and she's going to be performing some original songs uh, mm-hmm. for it that, uh, that, that I'm really excited about hearing. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The whole thing is ca- fully cast. Nick is performing in it as well as a, as a character, not the lead. The lead is being played by Zach Luna, my co-host from Spider-Man Minute and past guest of this show. And uh, we, we really hope that everyone who listens to this show will uh, come out and uh, check it out. You know, it'll be, it'll be live um, at noon Pacific time. This Saturday, May 9th, uh, and then it will be on our YouTube page afterward. I, presumably forever. I don't know. Um, so, Nothing lasts so, Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you never know. But, yeah, it should. That's 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 the plan currently sure. is that it will be on our YouTube forever. So – uh please join us on May 9th for that. Uh this will not be the last you hear about this, though hopefully we'll be talking about it um in shorter bursts the rest of this week. Uh but uh please uh come 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 check it out. I'm pretty proud of it. And, and we're, we're
1: really yeah, we're, we are. super psyched to have Naomi playing Ellie. Uh think mm-hmm. we're excited to hear her perform the music and it's gonna be it's gonna be a really terrific uh day, night, whatever. Yeah. Wherever you are,
2: whenever <laughs> you are. Experience. <laughs>
0: Experience. Time is fake anyway. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We are we are very much trying to make it not just uh we're not you know, we're we are doing a live read. It is a live script read. However, uh we are kind of trying to put on a show um a little bit more than uh your your average uh script read. So um, hopefully uh that turns out the way that we're uh, hoping to do that and uh you guys will be entertained and again that is this saturday may 9th at 12 noon pacific time on our youtube page youtube.com slash dueling genre and uh we will be back tomorrow with minute 27
1: but for now let's move it. do it.